Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and I am again joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? I'm uh, glad to be back. It's always a pleasure. I'm glad to have you back, man. And, uh, you know, today we're continuing our journey through 52 years in film, 1970 through 2022. First week of January, first day of January, we start with a movie from 1970, and every Friday since then, 71, 2, 3, 4, all the way through the 70s, taking us to the halfway point in the 80s in 1984, uh, where we're going to talk The Terminator. Uh, I hadn't seen this movie in, like, at least 10 years, and it wasn't at all what I remembered. You know, I think I hadn't gone back since I was that young because I think it probably scared me when I was younger and just kind of like, was like, I'm good. I don't need to see that again. Yeah, uh, very fair. I mean, the whenever you see the robot part of the Terminator, as a kid, that is just scary right away. Freaky. You know, like, uh, it's not a friendly robot. You know, it's not like a vision where you're like, oh, that's a cool guy. Yeah, like, it's not no, C-3PO. Like, yeah, it's not R2-D2. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's a guy that's, that's going to kill whoever's like in its path Ooh, the, and those <laughs> shots where it would just be like the eyes glowing and the silhouette of the of the robot like god damn that shit looks scary let's lay the groundwork for the people though you know release date october 26 1984 written by james canron and uh and uh gail ann hurd and directed by james cameron fun fact about gail ann hurd uh co-writer of this movie uh, married and divorced to James Cameron later on, and also married and divorced to last week's director, Brian De Palma. Uh, wow. So very, very interesting there that uh, two weeks in a row we got directors who were married to Gail Ann Hurd, uh, two separate men. Uh, but yeah, this this week, James Cameron, and he's got obviously just a, a massive rap sheet of incredible – or incredibly well-selling movies you know uh, whether there, there's a lot of like back and forth on whether or not james cameron's movies are genuinely good there's a there's there's a certain corniness to all of them that uh that'll strike a chord with anybody you know what i'm saying so uh maybe it's just he he just strikes gold for the time that he's in every time you know like yeah. like uh like i'm just thinking like titanic if they were to release mm. Titanic now, like it wouldn't be, I don't think what it is. Um, well, it was it was like Once Upon a Time, the highest grossing movie of all time at the yeah, box office. But, but like at the time, he just strikes gold. Whenever he releases a movie, it's just perfect for that time, and it's just what everyone wants to see. And like I don't know, that's just what he does. In my like, I don't, I'd say like some of his movies are 
legitimately good. Like this one. Oh, I absolutely. This one's a pretty timeless movie, even though, like, obviously there's some, you know, visual setbacks, you know, like for some scenes, like where it's fake Arnold. Um, fake Arnold, like, bro. Uh, <laughs> but, like, you know, you, you throw those out um, because, like, of just how good the movie was. Like, I, just the story and everything like it's just and that's like, the thing is that like uh there's this thing that uh george lucas does really well the archetypical storytelling you know where you got the good and you got the bad and they're, they're grand forces of good and evil coming clashing together and we see the good win out uh this is a this is an this takes archetypical storytelling to like a different level and that it is like i hadn't seen this movie in 10 years so i didn't really remember like the plot at all mm-hmm. i just remember robot big bad scary guy uh <laughs> and i could beat for beat knew it. i mean like i knew exactly what was coming in this movie it was like no surprises whatsoever and it made me wonder if it like i know it was cheesy and corny like oh uh as soon as they brought up that she had a son in the future they needed to protect and he knew the father died before the war i was like bro this guy's the father guys this is this is really easy i had two lanes of thought i was thinking the obvious like yeah okay obviously this is the father he's you know blah 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 or like this story's getting really weird if like this is the son yeah. or something and i'm like i i'm really hoping they're not going down that path um no no and they I, went with yeah. they went with like the most <laughs> Duh. Like, yeah, yeah okay. of course. This Thank is you. Happened. Because, like, I was like, please don't, like, let another big, huge, well, like, like about... thing have, yeah, like. Uh... As soon as they introduced <laughs> the idea of the time traveler coming back to protect Sarah Connor, I immediately went like, okay, so this is going to be some sort of looper situation where you loop back in time to create the same situation just because, like, that's what they're trying to do. They're not trying to change anything. They're trying to maintain. They're like, as long as she can stay alive like she's supposed to. It'll be will will eventually win out, and obviously we have a whole slew of Terminator movies to show that that's probably not exactly the truth. <laughs> uh, but I I do love the like the simple you change you, you keep this woman alive. There's no other ripple effect here. It'll be just fine. This uh, one man, this her, this son saves us all. You know, like he John was Connor. such a great leader. So, like whatever this man did created a absolute moment in time you know like yeah so maybe there's more to this john connor that we don't know i don't know yeah well and that was the thing too man you know i watched this movie and i was like fuck (laughs) now i gotta watch six more terminator yeah i gotta watch i gotta watch them all now i mean like come on like Maybe that. Well, and it wasn't just it wasn't just like the strength of this movie. It was kind of like the the mythos. They kind of, like you could tell they had the bones to have like a a general uh, structure to the universe where it's like, oh, well, these robots came after these robots at this mm. period in time. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, damn, that's interesting. I want to know more about it. Uh, and then at the end, I mean, you have like, there's a storm coming. I know. And it's just like, you know, just her driving off and you're like, damn, now I just need to watch the next one. You know, it's like, that's the thing is, you know, like this was such like genius work on James Cameron's part in terms of building a franchise, because it's so clear that like that was the direction here. Like we're going to we're going to make more movies uh, by 
introducing Sarah Connor, who is absolutely fucking awesome, by the way, one of my favorite movie heroines ever by, uh, played by Linda Hamilton, uh, just, just outstanding, uh, to like set her up as a legend in like, uh, Kyle's eyes, where, you know, the, the one who trained and taught, taught our leader to organize and to fight and, it's you, and she's like, how the fuck do I go from this to that? And, like, whenever that happens the first time, I go, mm-hmm. okay, so this is the very experience she needed to whip her into that. So, like, that's what has always happened. That's the loop, and mm-hmm. it just keeps happening. So it's like... So if... Okay. Th- I mean, and this is all just time travel, mumbo-jumbo, whatever. It Like, obviously, things are going to get lost. Like... Right, yeah. Did he know he was the father coming back? No. Because, like, but she says, like, I'll tell him. Like, she told John that he was the father. But it's a question if John then told Kyle that he's the I don't think he does. Yeah. Because I, I, I I I think the implication is, like, he can't know, or else it doesn't go exactly the way it does. The way it's supposed to go. Uh, okay. Because that's the only thing that kind of, like... Because this is, like, a very well-written triangle in the sense that, like, there really isn't any paradoxes. Like, uh, no, with I couldn't, this I time, couldn't, no. like, with this one. But, like, in Avengers, like, their time loop, like, it's like, okay, this, the stones are destroyed, but then now they're put back, so, like, if they, they weren't the create be be there in the first place to be you know destroyed so it's like there's always like paradoxes with time travel but they somehow found like a way to make this one like all make sense no matter what just because it's like this one man like yeah it's like so narrow yeah it's like yeah it's one man protecting (laughs) one woman who one child and that's the whole thing and you have infinite story writing to do with that and like i'm just curious on how they how they do it in these next movies i'm definitely watching so oh i mean uh, i'm absolutely <laughs> watching like i'm tempted to like go ahead and set up a, another project where we do just like the terminator <laughs> run through and we watch the terminator movies and talk about them because like i i mean i have to now and i mean like knowing the recent ones where sarah connor's back linda hamilton's back and uh like just a couple years ago, I think it was like Terminator Dark Fate or something with uh, uh, Gabriel Luna, mm. uh, who yeah. plays Ghost Rider in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., for the record. Yeah, it's not like uh, this movie, it's very predictable. Like, I, you know, I guess the the beginning you're a little confused because you have no idea what's going on. And you're like, okay, who's really trying to kill who? But then once everything's established, you're like, now I'm just in for the ride. You know, oh like, yeah, no like yeah, I'm, and like I, I absolutely loved it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I was, I was having tons of fun. It's the like the comparison I draw it to in terms of like the fun I was having was like Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I, I don't think it was nearly as good a movie. But like, it, I was it's having the closest tons of fun comparison. Yeah. It's like on on our list so far. I think Raiders is the closest movie to this. Um, yeah. Just it's just a fun experience. Yeah, it's like um the universe they built's just so cool that it, it's like you're you're just in it just because of that alone. And then you're like anything else that's happening, like action wise, that's cool. You know, like I'm getting all these cool action scenes and stuff and and then you have like the emotional side behind it of oh, like 
this dude's the father. Like, whenever you realize, like, oh, wait, you know, whenever, like, he's the dad, and then, like, whenever, like, you put the the triangle together for the first time, that's, like, I don't know, that, I wish, uh, that's just a great moment. Like, I oh, it's always it's always a again, satisfying you know? one. Whenever yeah. whenever the dots connect in anything, no matter how big or small, it's always just like, fuck yeah, baby, mm. I loved that. <laughs> and you know, uh, this is another one of those like kind of cheesy, corny elements to the movie is the love story. You know, like uh, Sarah Connor and Kyle know each other for a few hours, as she says at the end of the movie. And although we only got to share each other for a couple hours. Just know we loved a lifetime's worth. And I was like, I want to, sh- I just, I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. I, shared trauma is a very powerful emotional bond, but boy, oh boy, I don't know if, I, I guess there's, if it's a different word. It's a different type of love whenever it's like legitimately just meant to be. Like, for, like that's like forced love. That's like, this baby needs to be born. Like, yeah, that's a whole, yeah, not. And I will say, <laughs> I think, uh, what what's this, like our 15th or 16th movie? 15th, I think. 15th. Man, 15 movies in. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was like far and away the best sex scene we've gotten. Most tasteful. Mm. I felt, I felt the passion. Uh, consenting. Very important. We haven't had, we haven't had a lot of those. That's. Uh, true this this wins just kind of automatically because it's like it, i'm trying to think of another consenting uh mash oh, okay hot okay. lips hot, okay hot yeah. lips yeah that was a that was one i'm trying to think uh i don't know if there was another if there's many other sex scenes in this uh in in our run so far i like i, I remember thinking to myself like is this our first genuine sex scene i think it is yeah, I'm re- like reading through the list, like, like a Clockwork like, Orange. Oh, there's definitely not a consensual no. one there. No, um, definitely not. The Godfather. I don't remember a sex scene. No, I don't and either. Just in general, in both of those, American Graffiti. Like, no, uh, no. they were in cars the whole time, and I guess Jaws. Like, nah, Taxi no Driver. Time. No, there was mention uh, <laughs> of sex in Jaws, but no, no actual follow through. Star Wars. Want to get want to get drunk and have sex. <laughs> That's yeah, and then have the sex theater, you know, uh, in uh, Taxi Driver. In Taxi Driver, yeah, Uh, that's the closest we got there. Yeah, Thirty Six Chamber, none of there. Apocalypse Now, um, I don't, I don't recall. Yeah, there was like there was like that whole Playboy or whole thing in the middle. That wasn't very yeah. Uh, The Shining, no, no, Apocalypse. uh, No, I just said that Raiders. There's no. Nah, there's just the cute, like, you know Marion Ravenwood yeah. and Indiana Jones have a thing going on. And then Blade Runner, When they're about to get yeah. going, when Ravenwood is, like, ready for it, Indy passes out. Yeah, so this is definitely the first, like, just genuine sex scene of our, of our list so far. Nice. So it makes sense that it's it, it just Good wins. Good for Sarah Connor and, yeah. and It wins and by default. Uh, it wins by default just because all the other ones ha- haven't been great. Or consensual. No, yeah, but this one, yeah, it was beautiful. It was like a no, yeah, and like I, I will say something that uh, that elevated this movie in a really interesting way because it was like uh, as corny as could be was the soundtrack. Mm. Uh, <laughs> like it was the most corny sci-fi action music of all time. 
when when the sex scene is happening, the the love music they're playing <laughs> is like, damn, bro, like what are we doing here? Like, uh, but I, I I loved it because like it does it really makes it feel like it's like it's I, so bad it's good. That's part of the reason I love eighties movies is that's how a lot of them are. Is that it's like man, this was so cornily made and like it had to be corny though because it really is laying the bones for the entire action genre we have now. Like there there's not I'm trying to think I had an example in my head when I was watching the Terminator. I was like, there's no this without the Terminator. Mm. Uh I mean Avengers Endgame, good example. I mean pro- probably a lot of Avengers shit probably doesn't happen without these early action movies. Uh, Age of Ultron. Straight up. It's basically the Terminator. Like, uh, Oh, that was the one. That was the one. I said I, it was Ultron. It was yeah. Ultron doesn't happen without the so, Terminator. So I should, I should love the Terminator with a burning passion because it's like the baby of, of, of my guy, you know, of Ultron. The, the mother of, of Ultron. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, they, they just like, they struck gold creating this universe. Like, this universe just, it writes itself. Like, uh, when you involve time travel, infinite possibility, uh, yeah. just keep this person alive. You can do it when they're 10. You can do it when they're 30. You can do it when they're, I guess the baby has, you know, it has to be pre baby, but, uh, for at least I Sarah. Think, I think Sarah T2 alive. has, I think T2 has the baby. I think John uh, Connor well, I mean, is a part of as in too. keeping Sarah alive. It only matters until John is born, and then it just matters ah. about keeping John alive, and then gotcha. then it just matters about keeping Reese alive, so that he can go back to create John. So like right. they all have to be protected. Um, Good point. Oh, and did you know the uh, the guy who plays uh, plays Reese here, Michael Bien, B I E H N. Uh, he appeared in The Mandalorian. Really? As Lang. And if you remember the episode The Jedi, uh, the man who had the standoff with Mando at the end and ultimately like acted like he was going to lay down his gun and then acted like he was going to draw and all that. Uh, that's him. That's Kyle. Huh. That's awesome. What yeah, are the odds so, of that? He's like... Nice little Star Wars. Nice little Star Wars crossover there. Sick. Huh. Yeah, this, like, uh, whenever I was watching this movie, the only mo- memories I had of Terminator is wherever, whichever movie is Arnold is protecting Sarah, and Sarah's really young. I think it's T2. I think it's, like, the second movie. Um, that That's the memories I had of Terminator. So this, I barely had, like, any memory of, or, like, the plot at all. So, like, this was basically a completely first watch. Um, because I was expecting, like, When's Arnold going to turn? Like, when's he going to be the good guy here? Like, they're taking a long time for him to be the... Like, oh, yeah. He's just straight evil here. Um, but... Uh, it, no, and I was like, this is the best possible role for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, just... This is top one for Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's easy. Because, like, he doesn't have to do shit. He just has to stomp around looking giant the way he is, and then... And then say things robotic as hell, which is really easy for him. And it's like him cashing checks after checks. This is a dream. This was a dream gig for Arnold Schwarzenegger here. Uh, it just made sense. Like, uh, 
I don't know. For a dude who honestly doesn't have the greatest acting chops of all time, but was one of the biggest action heroes of all time, this is this is top one. Man, I wonder uh, casting if it was like obvious, like at, in that time, like yeah, it's just Arnold. Like uh, <laughs> I wonder, like like if there was any other, if there was any like debate at all, if it was just like yeah, no, like we're going with with, with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, let's see, let's see what Arnold Schwarzenegger's catalog had been like at the time because I don't know when he made the switch for real, for real, from bodybuilder to mm. to actor. He was stuff in the seventy. He was in stuff in the seventies. Uh. But he was definitely not. Oh, Conan the Barbarian in 1982 mm. was his like breakout leading role. Hmm. And then, I mean, after that though, it was the Terminator. Yeah, that's, so it was that's... like it, it probably wasn't obvious. It was probably just kind of like, uh, I mean, that guy's really big and kind of a huge <laughs> action star at the moment. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah the the fake Arnold. You know, I guess it's a. Uh... He's a very easy face to make if you have to make a fake version of, um, True. which is a weird thing to say. But it's like a you you still like know like oh yeah that's Arnold like um, oh yeah I could recognize it I a very could. yeah like distinct look that he has um, even when he's looking like mega fake Completely in plastic. play whatever yeah but uh like you still like ah oh, yeah that's Arnold like uh, we, looking we like know. the we, Santa Claus too. <laughs> Uh, Tim Allen Santa over there. Yeah, look, but, uh, like they didn't. Uh, whenever he cut into his arm first, like that was okay, a little blood. But then he straight up was like, "Oh my god!" Stabbed his eye, bro. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" Are they gonna like? Oh, ah! And like, <laughs> I thought they'd like cut away, you know. And then they were just like, "No, nope, here we go." And I was like, "He looks kind of fake." And then they like mm-hmm. zoomed in, and I was like, "Oh, he looks really fake." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean. Oh, it didn't like well, take me out even. Like, it, oh no, it didn't. Like, yeah, and, I was still like fully in. That's the advantage of making an excessively corny movie. Is that like I'll accept almost anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, okay. You know, like, true. Like, fine. Uh, like, yeah, the the pipe bomb and the the exhaust pipe. Like, after <laughs> running over cars and stuff, like that thing just didn't fall out. You know, like how fast that truck was going. Like, I'm not right. thinking of like all of these crazy things that should be happening i'm just like i'm accepting the chaos that's on screen you know like oh it's fantastic I'm just, I'm and like, it. it really is one of those movies where it's just like thing after thing it was just like all right <laughs> okay sure yeah uh, yeah man uh poor the only time where i was like i don't know i felt really bad i don't this is very weird but it was in the club um she was in the club hiding and then Arnold walks in and then like starts like shooting everyone's running away and just this innocent bystander just gets lit up and then falls on top of Sarah. Oh Um, yeah. And I like, I don't know why, but like just this one innocent bystander that like was, is like one of the only, like, I mean, there are other innocent people that get killed. Like the truck, like truck drivers or like people like that. I don't know why I just kind of like threw off their deaths as like, just like, oh yeah, it needed to happen for Arnold to get truck or it needed to happen for whatever. But this one, I was just like, oh my God. Like it, I don't know. She I was, was just, just in like, the way. yeah. And like, no, and yeah, now like, she's it, just on top of Sarah. Like, you know, she can't move now. I was just like, damn, I don't know. <laughs> but no, yeah, there were, there were a few in this movie that like, I would like, 
so there there are things about this movie I remember, obviously, like, and it's generally just looks. Mm. Uh, I remember the robot, and I remember Arnold with the the fucking shades on. So it was cool to see how those things happened. Like when he shows up and he's butt ass naked and then he goes, and obviously I remembered him being butt ass naked too, but I didn't remember anything else. Uh, and so seeing him show up and then immediately, immediately acquiring the clothes. And then when he does stab in his stab into his eye, I was like, Oh, that's why he wears the shades like that. Like, so Mm. seeing those things kind of come together like that was really satisfying, but I absolutely did not remember uh, anyone's story. So whenever like Ginger and her boyfriend show up, I'm like, ah, cool, more characters in this movie. I didn't know there were more characters in this movie. And then it was like, oh, they're not going to be here very long. Uh, and they weren't. They had quite brutal deaths. I was just like, god damn, what a shitty day for that for that little group right there. Huh? That dude, like, okay, the boyfriend. He was really confident going up against Arnold. Like, dude walked through the window, and he saw Arnold Schwarzenegger and was like, you don't want to mess with me, bub. Like, uh, the fact that Arnold it still isn't, like, a 6-7 monster guy. Like, he, like the dude wasn't going to do anything. And then, you know, he's a robot, you know, that he can't do any damage to anyway. Like, for that boyfriend was, I guess, what are you going to do? In that situation, like, hey uh, man, respect. <laughs> you're trying to hold. You down. know what? Yeah. To... You know what? Now, 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 I'm on his side. Actually, I'm like, you know, I was like, I was like, man, this ain't gonna go well for him. But you know what? He's trying to hold it down for his girl, got, and I, I appreciate thrown that. Thrown through a wall uh, or door. I don't know. Thrown through that through. door, dead as fuck. Yeah. Ginger sees it. I was like, damn, man, that's traumatizing. She was just ain't making a sandwich. Long too. Go. Yeah, she was just uh, making a sandwich, and then. Well, what's shitty too is that like Arnold sees her and goes, "Well, that's Sarah." and then like finds a picture of sarah and goes ah damn so that wasn't sarah nope uh he doesn't care though he's like i'm just here to kill sarah that's it anything that gets in my way i don't care like and not just sarah sarah's every sarah in the area if it takes (laughs) uh just sarah connor around going down the list literally they went down the list (laughs) like uh I don't know. It was just – I loved uh, – the only thing I wrote down, uh, I took one note, a singular note during this movie. And it was a quote that I think Kyle said. And it was that they decided our fate in a microsecond, extermination. Um, that don't was the know. moment that I went – there's no Ultron with that. Mm, yeah, I, that's probably why I wrote that down. Uh, like it, it is just great. Like this movie like made me just think like, damn. Like we're kind of getting a near near this situation, you know. Twenty twenty nine is what they say is like when the world goes to. What was the year when the nuclear thing happened? It was like a a couple years from nineteen eighty four, actually. So like, oh, never mind. I thought like well, oh, nuclear no, fallout I, happens. Yeah, that's like, right. Uh, reserved from like twenty one to twenty nine or something like yeah. that, and that like that's when he was a soldier. That's what I'm remembering. And he grew up after the nuclear war because, yeah. like, yeah, so, like. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, duh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, oh, duh, yeah. I didn't so, yeah, like, that. the war happened a while ago, and the robots have been, like, developing on their own for a while. <laughs> by 2029. Uh, yeah, we're, I don't know. It is, like, it did get me thinking, like, um, just in the real world, like, how close 
we are, even if like we could get to a situation like this. Like they were talking about, like yeah, we we trusted the robots with everything. You know, we we hooked them into every system that we could because we wanted them to run everything. And then within sheer seconds or microseconds, it was over. You know, like and man, I I just need to watch Westworld. Like the oh, buddy. the the de- like that was it's another it's, one. I was the like, debate like. What? It's not even like the debate for me isn't like whether we should create AI or trust AI, whatever. I think the true debate is like, when do we merge with it? Like, right. because we're not going to win. Like, no matter what, we will lose. Like, we, we're just literally inferior at that point. Like, exactly. Like, literally, yeah. like, uh, we will have to like accept and like coexist with. AI. So it's either we're joining them or we're like letting them run the world basically. And I, <laughs> yeah, pretty um, much. And I'm I'm like I'm starting to talk to like my Google Home like super nice right now. Like I'm very polite with it now. I say thank you and like you know all these things now because whenever it's looking back at the history of like what I, how I treat robots and stuff, I want to be known as like a, a nice guy. So I'm starting yeah, early. I'm starting early. I'm hey, you know right what? Now. I'm going to hop on. <laughs> Hi, cutie. How you doing? Yeah. I'm talking to my laptop right now. <laughs> or FBI agent, you know, if if someone you know, is watching you me. Too. That's How you weird. Yeah, I'm not talking to you. Uh, I'm talking to the robot. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my computer just got shut down. Damn. Uh, you hold on. Someone's nah, at my man. door. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, I don't know. Very simple movie, but just just they executed it well was like oh incredibly well like it's and it's interesting because like it's not really a visual thing either like it's it's not it, visually it's not even on the level of like scarface blade runner the last few weeks like it's it just like is and like whatever it is i'm really okay with it you know what yeah. I'm saying? If like there was stop motion in this movie. You know, like whenever, you know, whenever it was a ro- the yeah, like, robot was moving, I was like, <laughs> okay, man. Um, so like, obviously, this is like a product of its time. You can't just have a fully fledged robot walking around. No. They they didn't have the computers to make an Ultron like you know character. Um, but like, even with that, like it's like it doesn't matter. Like it. it it's almost like they chose to make the movie corny because they knew they couldn't like fully, they yeah, fully put like their vision on screen. Um, because like, I, I like obviously James Cameron is thinking like these robots are, you know, very smooth walking and very scary like and not stop motion like uh, you know, right, whatever. Yeah. So like, I, I'm curious on like. Maybe James Cameron's like a big, like he's big brain in it, and he's like corny on purpose to make whatever tech, technological limits at the time just not matter. Kind of work, yeah. like because that, like it, it does ultimately work to its advantage in some in some way. Like when I'm watching that last little sequence with with the actual robot in stop motion, I'm like, it kind of adds to what I'm watching in a way. That's like it kind of makes me go like this is an impressive relic, you know, like it's like, man, 
this is what they had to work with in 1984. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like, they do it really, really, really well. Uh, it's, I, I think, uh, it's, it's weird to say, um, or it's not what I'm trying to say that like, I respect the filmmaking back then more than now. Like one person could make an entire scene of a robot walking up steps. And like one person with a computer can make that like pretty easily now if they know what they're doing. But like this, like this stop motion, this, all of these walking, like this took probably hundreds of people, multiple, multiple weeks, if not months, if, you know, like just like per shot. And they had to get like the foot, like on the stair, like, you know, all of this stuff was captured in camera and it's like, uh, there's a certain a different like respect that you have for that um like i i respect the hell out of like vfx artists and stuff like that like they don't get enough credit in my opinion for like what they do um, because everyone just accredits the computer basically like oh that was just the computer that did everything but like this is a different level of respect where it's like this took so much thought and trial and error and like basically coming up with brand new filming techniques to make this happen. Like, because I don't know of a, a previous movie where they tried to have a, you know, a, a villain be a full robot like this and then open in camera like this much, you know, like before this. Um, this seems pretty revolutionary, like for the time, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I I have no doubt that it was, you know, like uh you can't really point to another movie and like, cause I, I think to, I was thinking about like the mechanics of return of the Jedi and a couple of years, a couple of years before that an empire and a new hope and the way that George Lucas brought robots to life in three PO and R2 D2 in a way that it made me think like, Oh shit. At that time, he literally couldn't have menacing robots. Mm, they needed to be friendly. They needed to they have needed like a, to be friendly because yeah. you're, there's no way to make there's no way to make an a evil robot look look good and keep them on screen for a while. You know, you see it a little bit in IG Eleven in Episode Five, but he's there for f- less than a minute. You know, like less than a minute of screen time. So like, that's fair. It is a lot easier to make a very friendly droid than a droid that has to kill. And like do all these crazy, like, yeah, that's, I didn't even think about that. Like just the difference of a good robot versus a bad robot. <laughs> right. Um, can't really have a human inside of, I guess, the look of the robot they're going for. You know, very, you could see through it a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah there are holes. So like, there's that challenge. You know, you can't have a human inside. So that that's like, damn, for the time, like. Right. Uh, damn, that sucks. And then they didn't have any computer, nothing to help. Like the only V or VFX or CGI in this movie is like the Terminator vision, like in the words and like graphics that pop up on screen. Like that's the VFX and CGI of this movie, not like the robot or the, you know, like the things that we'd expect to be CGI or VF like VFX now. Like, uh, I don't, I just, I just have a lot of respect, like, for, like, this era of movies. Like, they just had to create so many new techniques, like, on the spot just to film, like, these movies and stuff. And 
I fucking nailed it. I'm not gonna lie. I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. And like I really loved Sarah Connor. Like I said, she was definitely my favorite uh favorite part of this movie. Uh because she what I appreciate is that like I do appreciate in a story when a woman a woman is presented as not a damsel in distress and is uh very, very fiercely independent and can do this shit on her own. For a while in this movie, that is not Sarah Connor. Mm. You know, like, she she really, really, really needs Kyle there. And then it's ultimately over the course of this movie where you realize this is what's, this is what's building that uh, fighter, that mm. person who can teach John Connor to organize. Oh, and by yeah. the end of the movie, she's the one fighting him. She's the one fighting Connor. She's the one you saying, get saying? up, soldier. We gotta yep. go. She says yeah. that, and like, that line that line made me go. <laughs> like, yeah, he was like, it's like at that point, like uh, that's the first time she's ever said "soldier" like that, yeah. you know, like in her life, which is just hilarious. Um, but it's like it's like she's just like role playing, like for the for the moment, for the yeah. moment. Like she knows who she becomes. She's like, get up, soldier. So it's like this is what he needs to hear, you know. Yeah. Like, the, and uh, I, it was like corny at first, but then I'm like, you know what, like. You know what? Yeah, that, and that's cute. how I came around yeah, on everything. Yeah, yeah. That's like, like everything was like that was kind of corny, but you know what? It was, it was cool. Like, it, it works for this. And uh, there, there aren't a lot of movies that can pull that off well. Uh, most movies that are corny are typically just corny and and, and lack a lot of other things. Like, I, I this, I, I might catch some flack from certain fans, but you know who I feel like was probably really influenced by this style of film. Sam Raimi with this with the with the first three Spider-Man movie the first three Spider-Man movies because they're corny as hell. They're corny <laughs> as fuck, but they're awesome. Yeah, they yeah, like that maybe that is like it's so bad that it's good. Like but it it's not bad. It, That's it not is the right word. Bad, but it's not bad, but it is good because of how not good it is. It, well, it's like it's like there's there's stuff about it that, like it's like it's not surprising which mm. doesn't make it bad you know it just makes it on, like on the nose i saw it coming and while now i think that can kind of be more of a problem for a movie like this in 1984 i think it's unfair to judge it for unoriginality because i mean not a, not a ton of really great robot movies before i mean we had blade runner a couple years before that was i mean all right we we kind of talked through that and how it was overrated and didn't really nail the robot aspect of the movie actually they didn't show a single robot they, they were all the robots were humans so yeah, like skin so yeah, skin bots yeah so like they didn't have to show a robot on screen you know right. um yeah and i mean and then you have like westworld in 79 the movie that's mm. Also humans. Uh, I don't, it, also they... humans. Not, the, the, a little bit, but not for real. Mm. Not 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 the, to the degree that Terminator does here. Oh uh, yeah, they just have like flaps that they they open and show like it sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's very like this movie is incredibly original for the time. And while like they are twists and turns you're anticipating, are they twists and turns you're anticipating because the Terminator influenced all those twists and turns you'd be anticipating? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, is this like the reason this is corny is because it's the groundwork. It's exactly what the bones of the entire genre is. That's true. 
like maybe it's not cor- like maybe watching this when it came out like it's like it's not corny because like this is what we base kind of everything off of or like these movies and like it's just the baseline and like whenever this movie came out it did it wasn't corny it just became corny uh over time over time yeah like i could see like i could see watching this in like in 84 and like just thinking like damn that was just like a great movie like oh, i know and there's I don't a link there's like it corny. and it is a like it is a great movie like the the storytelling is is corny to us but for me corny has never never been indicative of bad like mm-hmm. something being corny can absolutely be a good thing and i think the corniness in this and that is brought to the table in this movie is actually really satisfying like it it could have been done poorly but it it wasn't uh and i i i don't don't have much else to say about the film to be honest like i just think it was all in all like a really 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 well done uh corny movie (laughs) it did its job it's making me want to watch every single one of these after you know that came after so like exactly um, What's not to like here? Yeah, just what a very yeah very fun very maybe not leave with the word corny because um, it does it does have a negative ish connotation to it. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's but it's yeah it's yeah fun I, as fuck. It's, oh yeah, it's it's an indisputably fun movie that and coming off a couple movies in a row, Blade Runner and Scarface, that I probably won't be rewatching anytime soon. I can tell you pretty confidently that I will be giving the Terminator a rewatch at some point. That's that's a given. Uh, so oh, yeah. like it was it was nice to get a, a movie after a couple in a row that I was kind of like ah that was that was a tough one to get through because this one was an easy one to get through was fun as fuck and I re- I all in all really 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 enjoyed it. So yeah, this movie's making the bookshelf like the uh, where where if I have DVDs you know of the movies that I really like. Like this movie's mm. this movie's up there, you know, as like a movie that I could pull out one day and, and yeah. watch again. Um, I like that. I like that. So you want to get to the rating section? Let's of do this, it uh, of this of this year pod. Mm-hmm. Enjoyment wise, um, it's a high one. It That's is high. A high one. I don't know if uh, is it a five? I don't know. I I don't know about quite there. I'm but gonna go like, really high with it though. Yeah, like up. I'm gonna go four point seven five, right, four point cool. eight. Cool. Like Cause that's that's right where I was. I'm thinking like, I'm thinking it deserves a four point eight, like a I'm with that. seven. Five, I'm with yeah, because I really, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And like, uh, what was what did Raiders of the Lost Ark get on an enjoyment level? We got we we gave that a five out of five, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I th- then I think four point eight is exactly where this belongs. Like, I enjoyed it greatly, uh, but compared to another movie that I think is just pure fun injected into your veins. Uh, it's not quite it's not quite as much fun as that one. Yeah. So uh, Raiders is pure serotonin, and then Terminator is four point eight serotonin out of five. Oh, <laughs> and since since I did connect, sorry, since I did connect it to the Raimi trilogy a little bit ago, have you heard the like heard all the uh, talk recently about how James Cameron says the best the best movie he never made was his Spider Man movie. Like how he was supposed to have a Spider-Man movie and Leonardo DiCaprio was going to be Peter Parker and it was going to be more in this like dark, gritty vein like the Terminator and like our 86 movie Aliens. 
like it's it was supposed to be like kind of this, but Spider Man, wow. which is uh, yeah, I, I didn't know, I had no idea about that. That Leonardo DiCaprio as Peter Parker though, that's it would have been a young, it would have been young too. He would have been, it would have been in the nineties. So like, he would have been mm. a young dude. Very interesting. That's a what if that I'd kind of like to see just be played out, just to right. to know, like how that would have gone. I don't know. I don't. Uh, do you think you would have liked that more, or the? Uh, I don't know if I would have liked it more, but I would <laughs> like to have it. True. You know what I'm saying? True. Yeah. Any, I guess any any spidey uh, content, I'm down just to to have. Oh yeah, I'll, crazy I'll, I'll when when Electro just murked Killer Croc though. That was wild in Bro. the movie. Like, couldn't believe it. And when <laughs> and when Doc Ox stuck one of his tentacles down Peter Parker's throat, I was like, wow. Yeah, they're really going there. Like, uh, I was like, that was graphic. And uh, uh, he's dead. And and whenever Nate became the Hobgoblin and all, whoa. Bro, that didn't surprise me nearly as much as when Nate later on in the movie became Galactus. Mm. Oh my god, I, I can't believe I forgot about that. There's so much in the movie that you just forget that he becomes Galactus. Oh my god. <laughs> crazy what a movie what a film um how do you think this movie did for the genre that it was in though oh that's a five out of five for the yeah, genre yeah. i mean this is this, uh, this is the, action the sci-fi yeah this is the groundwork this is like this laid it out you know like yeah this arnold is just pure evil you know it can't get more simple than just this dude is here to kill and there's nothing else about him, you know? Right. There's no right. redemption. There's no – you can't – like it's literally said in the movie. You can't bargain with it. You can't do anything. You can't do anything. It's just here to kill you and that's it. Like that's that. they literally say it in the movie and it's like – it's beautiful. I don't, it doesn't matter. It's just this movie's beautiful. It's just, it's it, just like, sci, like, it just bucks. As a sci-fi nerd – this just checked all the boxes. Time travel, scary robots, paradoxes, you know, making me think of the future. Yeah. A love story I'm compelled by with a consenting sex scene. Yes. Hell yeah. Now as a film, how is this made? Oh, um, and you know, it's it's on the higher side. Like it's not it's not it's for me straight on the dot 4. Straight on the dot 4 out of 5. That's fair. Yeah, I like pulling like the technical like uh, the fake Arnold whatever stop motion like that's not even a factor here like uh and that shouldn't really be a factor I don't think like in the film rating um but yeah like it it was still very well made like the story although corny is still very invigorating and it keeps right. you in the whole time uh it, it you know this is a movie that like you watch all the, you know, you watch all the way through. You don't take breaks. That you're like, I didn't get on my phone. You know, I'm like, I'm in this movie I'm like the whole movie. time. Um, I think four is fair. I think that's totally fair. And thus, and that would average it out to be a four point six out of five. Which that's a pretty uh, good. That's a pretty good one. Let's see what that closely compares to. It is a little bit lower than The Shining, but higher than Apocalypse Now. Um, I like that a little bit like lower than Jaws, um, but higher than the 36 Chamber of Shaolin. God, it's right where um, it needs to so be. So yeah, this is a, 
a four point six. Yeah, it just sounds sounds about perfect for this movie. God, it always works out, man. We know exactly. Like our rating system is just. I mean, for us, it just it just works. It just works. It is working. Uh, Hell yeah! But yeah, man, the Terminator. This shit was. It was wildly fun, you know. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, as the Terminator is definitely my favorite role of his. Uh, close second, Mister Freeze in Batman and Robin. That shit rock. <laughs> uh, Talk about some corny, corny lines. Oh, that's the corniest yeah, movie that's ever, yeah. that's ever been made. <laughs> Uh, that is the single corniest movie that's ever existed. Uh, but yeah, Sarah Connor, one of my favorite, one of my favorite characters overall, just like ever, especially along this like 15 movie run we've had so far. She's, she's up there, you know, that's, that's an awesome character. And you know, one character I'll say, one of the most underrated characters I've ever seen in anything, Kyle Reese, baby. I don't know how I didn't know more about Kyle coming in this movie. True. I had no idea about Kyle. Like, I didn't either. I just knew Terminator and Sarah Connor. I didn't know about Kyle. Kyle's part of this Kyle's triangle, a man. He's a he's a huge deal. He has to be kept alive just as much as Arnold or Arnold as Sarah and John. You know, like right. uh, he's the father. You know, he's the dad. He's a daddy. Um, but yeah, good good on you, Kyle. Like uh, you you deserve some more recognition. He does. He does. But hell yeah, man. I don't have much else to say about this one. Uh, very, very good one. I'd say uh, I'll yeah. leave it with uh, the Penny Bloom Award of Best Hair or uh, Good Hair. This 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 has some good hair. Um, oh, this even, had the 80s hair out the ass, bro. Yeah, even in the, you know, like the beginning when she listened mm-hmm. to when music Ginger, doing when her Ginger hair. and Sarah were getting ready together, that shit was perfect. That shit was perfect. Sarah's hair was like bomb throughout this whole movie, like. Yeah, it was a uh, oh, dude. Hair. She was, she, she's a legend. They killed you know? the hair in this movie. Uh, oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. Sarah Connor rocks. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, if you would head to Patreon.com/slash Coro Bloom, where you'll find well over twenty-one hours of exclusive content at this point. Uh, you know, uh, some artwork I post over there. All that money goes back into me being able to put on this podcast so uh i really appreciate any support we can get over there uh follow on twitter at penny bloom pod where uh you can find any updates on what movie we'll be covering the following week uh next week is 1985 and we'll be talking john hughes's the breakfast club we're going we're going right down the middle like how could you get more 80s than with uh than with the Breakfast Club. That's a legendary one there. So I'm very excited for that. Uh and if that were to change, it won't. But if it were to change, you would find that out on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod. Uh, and then also follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Uh, I was Colton Robertson, joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It is always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. And as we continue this uh, 52-year journey through film. Uh, I just, I just want you all to remember, peace, love, and bloom. And even though we only had 50 minutes together this episode, we loved a lifetime. Wow, you're terminated, fucker. Ah, oh, fuck one. yeah! <laughs> this podcast one. is terminated, fucker. <laughs>